Welcome to Healing with the Masters. We are so delighted that you've chosen to hang out with us for this series of speakers, inspirational wisdom, powerful affirmations, invocations, activations, prayer, and healing. Healing with the Masters represents transformation to ignite your light and to show you a framework of possibility for moving into a new way of being in your life, modeling that for others in your life, and changing the whole planet. Enjoy this powerful series. Now, if you're interested in joining us live, then just go to hwtmpodcast.com. That stands for Healing with the Masters, hwtmpodcast.com. Register there for the current season. And did I mention? It's free. Join us absolutely free. You just have to register. But for now, enjoy these shows because they created the most amount of transformation. They created the most amount of buzz, insights, and miracles of possibility. These are just as powerful as the day they were recorded. The vibration and energies are still present and available for you. And if you're listening to them, it's because you're ready right now. Know that you helped to create this content. Your desires and intentions have brought this very broadcast here before you. So listen, engage, and enjoy. And again, if you'd like to join us in our live season, remember to go to hwtmpodcast.com. You just have to register. Join us, experience the light, absolutely free. Now enjoy this show. Welcome everyone to Healing with the Masters. I'm so excited that you're here playing with us today. <laughs> here we are in Volume 13, and I want to welcome you to this powerful season. This 2014 set of seasons is unique in that it's our second year of the Aquarian Age. And this is the year of let's get her done. <laughs> this is our soul group opportunity to commit to our journeys, engage in our lives, and in the process and together make a difference on this planet. We are delighted that you chose to hang out with us this season. I want to remind you that you are beckoning forth all the content on this and every show of this season of Healing with the Masters. Your intentions have brought forth this very moment. So everything is here for you. That's what's so powerful about our Healing with the Masters community. You create the content through your intentions. I also want to remind you that the healing part of our name means transformation, realignment, and repatterning. It means you are on a pathway to change it all, and we are so excited at what you're about to create. Now, you may think of the masters we speak of are the beautiful speakers that we bring on board, but we want you to know that you are actually the master you are seeking. All of the answers are within you, and the masters that you're hearing on this series are giving you nudges and hints as to who you truly are, that bright, sparkling being of light and love you are. I'm so glad that we've come together in this beautiful community and together are truly making a difference on this planet through everything that we are co-creating together. So thanks for joining us. Now today I'm really super excited to welcome our very special guest, Danielle McKinnon. Am I saying that right? <laughs> Oops, Danielle. I muted you, Danielle. Sorry. <laughs> God, Danielle McKinnon. <laughs> oh, that's a good thing I'm cute. You said it right. <laughs> good. Danielle is an intuitive coach and an animal communicator. She's been named one of the country's best psychic mediums by psychic investigator Bob Olson. She's also appeared on national TV and has been featured on countless radio programs around the world. She's also a popular teacher on soul connections, animal communication, and more at the Omega Institute, as well as other globally recognized teaching and wellness institutions. Today, Danielle uses her skills to lead thousands of people through their challenges into a world of possibility and brilliance every year. And, exciting, her first book, Soul Contracts, will be out 
uh, through Atria and Beyond Words Publishing in 2014. That's so great. The world <laughs> needs this work so, so badly. So I'm noticing that my mouth is fumbling around words this, words today, and and I'm noticing that, you know, life sometimes doesn't flow exactly how we want it to. My printer went on for some reason out of the blue in the middle of that, creating a, a, a distraction for me. I mean, this is life, isn't it? So I'd love to start there. You know, I like to use what shows up in the moment. So, And I can feel the audience um, also has lots of life that just shows up. And I'm going to say it. Shit that shows up. Out of the blue. We're... <laughs> We're we're just going along in our beautiful life, and all of a sudden, bang! You know these stupid little things are a huge, big, horrible things happen. And I know that 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 you have some insight on what's going on there. So, is it okay if we just start there? What the hell's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I love that it's the get or done year. <laughs> that, it's, it's haven't you ever noticed year. how all the stuff rises to the top in a get or done year? You know, things get wonky, things don't work, you're stumbling on words, I'm crying in the middle of my CrossFit class. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's going on. (laughs) And that's real. (laughs) But it's all coming to the surface so that we deal with it. You know, I tried for a long time in my personal life, there was some... There were some things going on that I I wasn't dealing with, and they really had to come up and kind of become really clunky and difficult for me to understand them, and and that is one of the biggest things that helped me do this work, and I think everybody is seeing that right now. Things aren't working exactly the way we all planned, but it's for a reason. It's for our advancement. It's for our growth. I I like that idea. It's clunky. That's exactly what it feels like. <laughs> Everything get, goes from kind of graceful and elegant to clunky and yeah. uh, and somewhat inelegant. And so so the idea there is that it's clunky to get our attention. <laughs> it's clunky. And the, the thing is, if you ignore the clunky, it gets clunkier. It gets heavier. <laughs> it gets right. wonkier until you right. finally go, what is up? I've got to deal with this clunkiness. And the clunkiness, it's really, it's just a red flag. It's just an indicator. Here's where you have to work. Here's mm. where there is a place where you are not in touch with your brilliance. Oh, beautiful. So so at the early stages of clunky, I like this new spiritual <laughs> term, at the early stages of, of clunky, <laughs> if we address But that's really it, how I talk. That's <laughs> great. At the early stage of clunky, if we address it then, does it have to then elevate in clunkiness and heaviness and, and upset, or or does it change? Can we address it earlier? Like, like let's say you know in this moment when you know my printer went on, I'm 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 annoyed with myself. What do I do in this moment to make make it so that it doesn't become a health issue in say a month or two? Well, you have to look at it. You have to look at it and say, okay, is this just a moment where I'm supposed to learn about, oh, maybe I need to relax a little, calm down a little, or is this related to something bigger? And what I find is that (laughs) most often it's related to something bigger. (laughs) There's always a pattern there of, oh, the printer went off and my dog got up and shook and he made a big sound and everything is not the way I want it to be. Why am I so upset that everything's not the way I want it to be? There's something mm. more in there. But mm. we we tend not to look at the something more. We tend to stick with the printer went off and it was distracting versus why was it so distracting? Why did that get me so much? So those right. red flag pieces, the clunkiness, when they're little, when they're little if you stop and look for the pattern in there, that's going to give you some big answers. But as humans, most of us don't usually do that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's <laughs> interesting. Why am I so upset? I mean, the printer went off, big deal. But the, the, the thing that I notice is the pattern of upsetness with the printer going off or the noise that's happened or the, the helicopter that just flew by like inches from my house. And in this moment, I can, you know, I can feel myself going, yeah, stupid, freaking, <laughs> so it had nothing, to, it's not the printer's fault or the helicopter's fault. This is all about me here right now, right? You got it. You got it. It's a, it's, I look at it as a red flag indicator. So me crying in the middle of CrossFit the other day was, right. and that, that is really true. A few days ago, I did stand there at the beginning of the workout and cry, mm-hmm. and I 
at first I was like, I'm crying because I can't do a power clean because it hurts my shoulder. (laughs) And and one trainer came over and he's trying to soothe me. And then the next trainer came over and I'm hiccuping and it was this big thing. And I was like, why am I so upset? And I realized that this was one more area in my life where I was getting too attached to the outcome, to mm-hmm. what I wanted to have happen. Mm-hmm. And so when I realized, wait, this is this is a red flag indicator of an area I'm working on in my life more deeply, it actually made me calm down. I was able to step right. away from it a little and feel better in that moment. Right, there's this little moment of discernment where it's like, oh, oh, this is here for me. So we no longer have to be in that moment of reaction. We can now move into a different place of, oh, there's something for me to play with here. Yes, play with and look at from all different angles and a lot of times deconstruct. I help Mm -hmm. a lot of people deconstruct these weird systems that they put together that tell them that they are just bad with money or they're just not that good at things or they're not lucky or they're never good in their career or or they're never going to find love. We create these crazy systems and we, we kind of put them in the background and we think we're making these decisions without these systems but mm-hmm. these systems keep telling us over and over no no you're not good you're not good with love you're not good with men or you're not good with money or you don't deserve that so it's the it's being able to slow down and start looking at the pieces like I did at CrossFit the other day. And it was a funny situation. These two big, burly guys, you know, they're really wonderful guys, but they're looking at me like, oh, my God, this woman, she's like 20 years older than us, and she's crying (laughs) in the middle of the gym. (laughs) Or at least that's what I thought they were thinking. Mm. And it really made me pause and do my work. Why Mm. is this so upsetting? It's just a power clean. It shouldn't be this upsetting. That's Mm -hmm. weird. And when I... D- d- dissected the whole thing. I got it. Hmm. Hmm. I liked getting it. I liked yeah. getting her done at CrossFit. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, and getting her done doesn't mean pushing through anymore, does it? It means giving ourselves no. some space. I mean, that's what you did. You gave yourself some space in that moment. I love this I notion I did, and of... that's... Sorry, well, go that's ahead. that's the crazy thing. Uh-huh. That's the crazy thing is that... That's what we've all done for so long. I've got to push through. I've got to make this happen. I've, I've got to, mm, I'm not going to look at that feeling right now because I want to be successful over here. I want to make X, Y, and Z happen. And the problem with that is it, that's what's creating these weird systems that guide us that we don't know about. We, the energy stays. You think you're upset about something or you have a difficult experience, that energy stays with you until you understand it, until you master it, until you assimilate it and then release it. So all those times we've ignored, oh, I got to get done, I got to get I got to get there, I got to make this happen. All those times we've gone into survival mode and put our emotions aside. All that energy is still sitting with us. Hmm. You know, I'm I'm just feeling, um, you know, we're getting a, a couple of comments about this mo- notion of survival mode. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, and, and it's like, um, it's almost like, oh my God, my pattern feels like a frickin' ball and chain. Will it ever end? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Oh God! I mean, what? This is just too much. My God. The, so the pattern, that's. Actually, that's the really cool thing that I've learned is that the pattern, you can absolutely change the pattern. Mm -hmm. But you don't change the pattern by just telling yourself to behave differently. Ah. That's that's what's crazy. Let's give that some space. Okay. You don't change the pattern by telling yourself to behave differently because by doing that, I'm kind of sensing there's a little judgment in there. That's certainly not going to do it. Even more, there's judgment and there's also willpower. I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to force myself to behave this way or not behave this way no matter what. So I'm going to keep my eye on this ball all the time. I'm going to, it's a very exhausting way to be. So let's say somebody has difficulty with boundaries or difficulty speaking up for themselves and they know this. At some point, a lot of people go, well, since I have difficulty speaking up for myself, I'm going to make myself speak up. Right? I'm going to do it. So you always end up forcing yourself, being aware of it. When you're having a bad day, you kind of let go of it. You know, oh, I forgot to watch that and I forgot to speak up for myself. Because there's some energy within you saying it's not okay to speak up for yourself, but you're just trying to 
force your way through. That's the, that's the I'm going to make this happen no matter what versus mm-hmm. let's give this some space and look at this and understand where is it coming from? Why mm-hmm. did I ever decide that speaking up for myself was a bad thing? What was I mm-hmm. trying to accomplish in that? So if we look around in there, we're starting to get into those hidden energies that are driving us versus I've got to make it happen. I've got to force myself to go against what I actually believe deep down. Did mm-hmm. that make sense? Absolutely, absolutely. And uh and it's like, so, you know, the Gitter done uh, bef- previously, in previous years, and in the Piscean Age, you know, prior to the 2012, that was pushing through. The Gitter done now yeah. is about uh, actually bringing it to completion and fruition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah. It be, it's by giving it space, by giving ourselves space, by giving our emotional self space. Is that the idea? It's, you, totally. So that... 2012, pre-2012 was survival mode, was I have to do whatever I can to get through this. i got to push through. i got to ignore what I'm feeling, what my thoughts are, what my beliefs. i just got to go. And now we're entering a place where it's about uncovering all that stuff that we ignored for a while that's okay. been telling us to believe, to behave, to feel a certain way. It's about bringing that up and understanding it and learning the lessons, the soul lessons that we need to learn from that in order to master it and feel truly aligned with who we are. Uh, the as soul long lessons. as we have these yeah, crazy energies. Sorry? Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> okay. As long as we have these crazy energies that are telling us, hey, we're not good enough or we're not worthy or we're not safe, as long as we have those energies buried within us because we kept pushing them away earlier, they will keep informing us. They will keep driving us. But the cool thing is, as soon as we start to realize they're there, we can get the soul lessons. We can start to understand why they're there and what we came to learn from those energies. And what's on the other side of that, um, you know, of, of, uh, of playing with the clunky in the moment and, and then um, playing at the early stages of, of, the, of the pattern, so to speak, as it's, as it's nudging us to, to play with it? What's on the other side of that then? What does life look like when we start really engaging with these patterns? Oh, I love it. Okay, so one thing that happens is you start laughing at yourself. Uh (laughs) It sounds like a weird side effect, but what (laughs) happens is you're looking at your clunkiness. You're going, whoa, it's clunky here. Oh, and it's clunky here, and it's clunky here. You start seeing it everywhere. And when you see that it's everywhere, not just in the printer, or the CrossFit class, when you see that, wait, this is happening across the board, and it's happening on every single little thing in my life, you start to get a sense of humor about it because it seems kind of um, a little crazy. When -hmm. you can find the clunkiness and those emotions in how you clip your toenails, you're going to laugh at yourself, <laughs> which is really nice. <laughs> I know it's just that I always like the clipping your toenails example because it very much um, who thinks that they any of their patterns would ever show up in how they clip their toenails, right? <laughs> but they're there. <laughs> so when you start to play in that area, you start to get a sense of humor about yourself. And one of the things that I find is that especially with a lot of people I work with, they come in and they want to understand why do I feel challenged in this area? Why isn't this happening the, the way I'm trying to make it happen? What's going on? What are these blocks? And they get so serious. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to follow all the rules and I'm going to do it right and I'm going to figure this out. And they, and they get so serious that they lose the joy and the fun of it. And it's mm-hmm. the joy and the fun that allows you to start going, wait a minute. That's a crazy way to behave. Do I really believe that the universe or God would build humans in such a way to have patterns like this in their toenail clippings? You know, you start to see the absurdity in some of your clunkiness, right? You had no idea where we were going today, did you? did not know we were going to go to toe clippings. This, this, uh, this very first on Healing with the Masters, toe clipping patterns. Right? <laughs> and now and now I've lost my place with the toe clipping. So when you start to play in there and you start to laugh about how crazy the pattern showing up in your toenail clippings is, you also start to get to see that this isn't who you really are. 
So you start to take these energies you've buried deep within and bring them out into the open so you can see this, this is not truly part of my wholeness, my being, my soul. And when you finally, finally believe that it's not part of who you are, you're allowed to release it. And when you release it, what's on the other side, as you asked before, is this feeling of utter connection and belief in yourself and the sense that you are protected and loved. So you feel safe in putting yourself out in the world and taking risks in finding love because you have that connection to your soul always with you, helping you, assisting you, and you have that full 100% connection. Wow, that's really, really cool. This is uh, <laughs> this is really really nice. It just it just feels like there's this nice space now, and and there's a lot of of people on the call that are going, oh, okay, I don't have to get so freaked out. I mean, you don't have to get freaked out over your freak out, freak out, right? But don't get freaked <laughs> out over the freak out. <laughs> Laugh about the freak out. Laugh about your freak out, and then play with it and use it. Oh, this is so good. This is so good. Okay. So let's. You, you mentioned something about, um, and, and this is your work too, soul contracts. So let's yes. talk a little bit about. I mean, there's this undercurrent of soul contracts and everything we've been talking about. So let's dive in and ask yes. directly: What is a soul contract, and why is it important? Okay. So a soul contract is a little deal that you make with yourself to try and keep yourself from feeling. Remember the buried energies we were talking about? Yeah. To keep yourself from feeling those buried energies. So if I, at age two, buried an energy, such as I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy, at some point along the way, I, as a normal human being, I'm going to make the decision to try and negate that, to try and make myself not feel that anymore. I want to stop myself from feeling not good enough, so how am I going to handle that? Well, I would make a little deal with myself. So that little deal might be, I think I will give to everybody around me and I'll be such a good person to everyone around me that someone will eventually see I'm a good person, they'll recognize it, they'll tell me and then I'll finally feel like a good person and, and I'll have negated that, that energy buried within me that tells me I'm not a good person. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. So we've got this buried energy that from a decision, conclusion that we said, you said it earlier, that we have these weird systems we've created. And, and yeah, then we, we kind do. of we kind of bury them, and then we just say, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna completely stop feeling that." Is that the yeah. idea? We try okay. to we try to get it away. I do not want to feel not good enough anymore, so I'm gonna make a whole ton of deals with myself to to fix it, rather than going, "Well, why do I feel like I'm not good enough? What do I need to learn here?" <laughs> if I'm just, right. most of us just try to make ourselves feel better. It's like a Band-Aid solution. Soul contracts are like Band-Aid right. solutions right. rather than actually dealing with, well, what's going on? Why do I feel like I'm not good enough or why do I feel like I'm not lovable? Right. And the understanding. Pattern. Yeah. It's kind of that pattern that we've been talking about. So understanding the pattern instead of repressing and suppressing it. So the contract yeah. is actually the mechanism of suppression? The contract is actually the red flag. The red flag. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So how many people are sitting there going, Oh, so I can't find the love of my life and I'm really upset about this. Huh, what's up? I thought there's your there's a soul contract in there. Or I never feel like I have passion for my job or when you are running up into that real big clunkiness, that's your soul contract in most cases and that's the red flag pointing to that buried energy. Hmm, okay. Got it. Got it. So what do we do with these soul contracts now? Well, a lot of us heed them. <laughs> a lot of us. <laughs> I know. It's, it, you know. We heed them until they get so big that we, we need to deal. But a lot of us believe that we are our soul contracts. So mm. if I have that, so I call the buried energy that we were talking about, that belief, I call it a seed thought. So if I have a seed thought within me, a buried energy that says, I'm not a good person. And I have a resulting sold contract, soul contract that says I am. Uh, I need to give to everybody else. I need to sacrifice and suffer for other people, and right. hopefully that will make them see that I'm a good person, and that will make me feel better. 
So if I have a system like that going on, I may then believe that the only way I can be a good person is to give. I may actually associate my soul contracts as, how do I say it, as who I am. I may believe that this is who I am. Does that make sense? You actually like personify your soul contracts and think right. this is the type of person you are. This is You start to believe this is your inner being uh, versus this is just an action, this is just a part. It's interesting. I, I notice when people first meet each other, they, they start sharing those, those things. <laughs> this is just who I am. This is just right. who I am. And then they label, 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 label. Oh, and this is just who I am. Label, 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 label. And, yep. and, and do we also kind of do it from judgment? Oh, God, I can't believe they're doing that. Oh, my God. Is that, is that also a little bit of a projected seed thought? Is it of a project? Oh, I've never, I've never encountered a projected seed thought. So what I see is that uh-huh. we usually see other people's seed thoughts so that are the same seed thought we have. I guess that's right. a projected seed thought. Yeah. Right. And that's so we see language. it in them like, wow, they clearly don't feel like they're a good person or they, you know, they don't feel worthy. Right, Why are they right. doing that? But really we see it so well in them because we've got that same energy and we can connect uh, to it. That's And here's a really interesting thing. The same thing happens in a lot of light workers. I've noticed have seed thoughts of I'm not good enough and I'm not deserving. And so they feel that pain of that every day, and as a result, they've created soul contracts around, I want to help, I want to give, etc. And then they build businesses around this, not realizing that their business or their desire to help is coming from more of a lower vibration, you know, a negative place such as, I'm not good enough, I must help to be good enough. Hmm. Interesting. It's kind of a crazy thing that happens, and it 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 also happens because these people get they can feel they can sense the pain of the other person as well because they have it within themselves, and that propels them to form even more soul contracts around helping. <laughs> wow. So so we become this mess of soul contracts. Um, oh yes, yeah. seed with thoughts people, and soul contracts. Seed thoughts that are creating soul contracts that are creating people yeah. in our lives who are mm-hmm. reflecting and showing us exactly what the seed thought is. Yeah, yeah, but we don't know it. We just think, oh, why is everybody crappy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and the, there's, only, there's only one contributing factor that's commonality, that has a commonality throughout all of it. Hmm, I wonder what that <laughs> is. <laughs> oh, it's me. But it's so hard to see when you're in it. Yeah, yeah. You know, because you're in it and you're going, wait, well, I can't trust anyone around me. Look, this person didn't come through and this person, you know, if some, a lot of people have soul contracts around letting people in. They don't want to let people in because right. they don't, their seed thought is they don't believe they're safe, supported, protected. So one of their soul contracts was, I'll just keep everyone out. So then they attract all these people in who don't need to meet any standards, who don't have to come through, which only fulfills it even more. Well, that person didn't come through, and that person let me down. and it, It's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy, but it just makes the red flags bigger and bigger. <laughs> wow. Okay, so we've got these seed thoughts that create these soul contracts. Um, mm-hmm. And um, so is it is it possible to break these, what appear to be these life, life, lifelong patterns? Is it is it possible to break these patterns and to move into something different? Nope, we're all stuck. No, I'm okay. totally joking. Well, thank you very I'm much, joking. and welcome, everyone, to Healing With That's our show for today. Right. No, I'm, just <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. Yes, totally. It, and that's been the coolest thing to see, is that it is completely possible, but you have to start deconstructing that system. You know, we put this system together to make ourselves feel better in the moment. We think it's going to help us. I'll just ignore this and I'll I'll make this deal with myself and it's going to fix things. But it doesn't. It exacerbates things over time. But it is totally fixable, totally the best way that I've found to understand who you are, to understand why you're functioning the way you are, and to understand what you came in this lifetime to learn. And so... Working with these not only helps you move forward in your life and kind of the physical world, oh, now I can have love or now I can have more abundance in my life, but it allows you to learn the 
pieces, the lessons that your soul came here to learn that your soul planned on having you learn in this lifetime. So, yeah, it is. I, I was being snarky, but, yes, it's, it's totally possible. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I know that, that you are um, you're a very powerful healer and um, you guide people through processes, and I'm wondering um, if this might be a good time to see if we can clear um, some of the soul-level energies. Um, that yes. we that we're now um, ready. It's obviously um, they won't release until we're ready for them to be released because it's part of, as you said, our soul journey, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, it's it's an interesting thing because yeah, I, I will definitely. I'd love to lead people through a process, uh, basically a clearing, okay. to help people to help everybody release. But the thing about this is you have to understand you have to kind of have had an aha moment and i know people have had that i feel people have had that just by listening to wait a minute these are energies this isn't necessarily who i am these are energies i've taken on so when we do this clearing it's important to know that you can't just go well i have a soul contract that a failure where i fail at everything i'm going to do and we're going to clear it today if you don't do the work to disassemble that system that you put together and understand and really learn that soul lesson, you're really not going to clear a lot because it's there to teach you. So we need to keep everything that we are still working on. But through even just listening to today, the, our conversation, people have had aha moments where they've gone, oh, wow, really, oh, that's okay, and they start getting it, they start understanding, and even that can create enough movement in this and enough understanding so that people can release today just after listening to us talk. Well, that's really cool. It's it's interesting. Um, uh, back in the early part of this year in January, I, uh, I had actually, um, as part of the prayer circle, I had done a, a noticing. And it's just I'm really tapping into that right now where where we we moved in this different kind of pace, and we were able to you know in the matrix when they did this they were the first ones to do that stop video, and they could walk through the stopping of time um it kind of feels oh. like that's uh, when you said it, it just brought about deconstructing and and analyzing and taking a look at it kind of felt like that we could almost do that from a soul level is is analyze these patterns and deconstruct them and and um, I love yeah. that de- that deconstruction analysis. And it's not of the mind, though, is it? It's not a a, a mind oriented ta- um, action task. Um, it's something it's very deeper, energetic. Isn't it? mm-hmm. It's energetic, and it's understanding. And the understanding doesn't come from the mind. The understanding right. comes from the embodiment. It comes from the experience. It comes mm-hmm. from accessing the soul. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference between this doing it this way and willpower just making yourself do it differently just making yourself behave differently the way that you think is right or you should be doing it anyway so that's pretty cool i wish i had heard that yeah <laughs> i'll send you the audio yeah <laughs> All right, it's, cool. <laughs> it's it's um yeah it's cool that we can now move into a, a different pace with all of this and 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 what you're talking about here and again we're going to go into the exercise in just a moment but you're talking about this is the difference between basically habit change and a soul level change is 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 that true? Maybe you could elaborate on that a little bit. Yeah, it's um, okay. So this work works at the soul level. Habit change is more at the willpower level. So an example would be somebody who quit smoking cold turkey, and okay, so they've got the nicotine out of their body. But they still have all the, well, I, why did they want cigarettes in the first place? What made them susceptible to needing something like that? Until they deal with that part, why mm. did they need that? What was the energy? What was the belief that made them susceptible? Mm. They're always going to have to be working at the habit change level, meaning they have to watch out, oh, he's smoking, I'll avoid that over there because he's smoking. You, know, you have to manage it. This, on the other hand, is actually shifting the belief understanding having those aha moments which allows you to actually have and create a different belief and release the old belief when you do that the different belief is just purely connecting with your soul Mm. that's all it is your soul you know in the beginning you were talking about how we all have all of the answers within us 
Yes. I still firmly believe that. We the way I look at this is we just have brought energies into our being that don't align, that block us from that connection. The safety, the security, the love, the abundance is all within us. We just need to clear the path so we can access it versus bringing it from the outside. We're not calling things in from the outside. It's already there. We just haven't, in some areas of our lives, been touching it. Wow. And, you know, something you said earlier that's, that's making me ask this question, are, are some of these quote-unquote blocks that we've created ourselves, the, the thing that made, a, that made that person smoke, um, is there a purpose behind that, that whole scenario and that, that whole oh, yeah. weird system we've created? Yeah, it's to learn the soul lesson. So if we just work on quitting smoking and stopping that physical action, we're not going deep enough. If we go further into, well, why? Oh, it's because I don't feel good enough about myself. I don't feel Mm -hmm. like I'm a good enough person. That's my seed thought. So I was looking for something that would externally make me feel better. But why don't you feel good enough? There's a lesson to learn there, to learn that you are good, that you are whole, that you are pure, that you are worthy. So the whole, every bit of clunk is related in to a soul lesson. (laughs) Every bit of clunk is related to a soul lesson. Now there's a quote. (laughs) (laughs) My beautiful wording. You'd never know I was an English major. Uh, That's perfect. It's the language of the soul. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. But if you can start understanding that, it actually start. You start to see that there are so many answers being given to us, so many pathways inward being given to us in every moment of every day. And that's why starting to look around and understand and find all the clunkiness helps so much, because you start to shift your view on what clunkiness is. Beautiful. Uh, this is, and it feels like there's been a shift on the show already, um, as you've been kind of sharing that there's been some ahas that, and those ahas shift the clunkiness immediately. We, there's yeah. almost, it feels like that there's this space for us to even right this moment, um, start giggling at some of the stuff that we do. <laughs> God, we're adorable, aren't we? Adorable. We are so adorable. I love this. And you know what's cool is I feel like, I like how you described it as an opening because it's almost like, I feel like people are kind of letting go a little bit from taking so much heavy responsibility like they haven't been doing something right and that's why Mm. things aren't working out exactly the way they want or they don't feel good. This allows people, yes, I'm responsible, but I thought I was helping myself and it turns out I did. It just was a little clunky in the process. It just it takes off some of that heaviness to understand that these are just energies and we need to deal with the energies and learn with, with the energies and master the energies, but that's all it is. And then we get that access, that opening. Wow, that was really, really, really beautifully said. And it feels like there's a there's this energetic frequency on the call that ev- let everyone just relax into their life a little bit more. It's really beautiful. Uh, yeah, so let's do. Let's, so so right. uh, walk us This is. I'm let's do the thing. It. Okay, let's do the thing, man. <laughs> let's do the thing. Okay. So again, remember when we do this clearing, we can only clear that which we're ready to clear, that which we've mastered, that which we've learned. Any aha moments you've had, this allows you to clear. So you can't say I'm clearing X, Y, and Z. Doesn't work that way. But through this call. I feel like a lot of people have had aha moments. That's opening the energy so we can get in there and do the work. So to do this, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you all close your eyes. We don't need to take notes. And call on your guides. And if you know how to call on your guides, wonderful. Go for it. And if you're unsure, you can simply say, I'm now calling on my guides to assist me with this work today. Okay, now, this is something we didn't talk about, but I'll give you a a little information now. When working deeply, when working at the soul level, we need to involve the Akashic Records. The Akashic Records are the records of your soul. This is where everything your soul has ever seen, felt, heard, experienced, this is where all of that energy is stored. 
And we have guide teams, beings, who work with our Akashic Records and who assist us. So we want our Akashic Records teams to be with us to do this work. Since we're going in and releasing and doing all this deep work, we don't want to do it ourselves. You guys don't want me doing it for you. you, you don't, I don't want you doing it for me because we're human. <laughs> and we don't know as much as our guides know. So what I'll have you all do is call in your Akashic Records team. And to do that, do the same thing. I'm, I'm now calling on my Akashic Records team to assist me with this work today. And you can even imagine that they show up. If you're unsure, did they really show up? Just imagine it. I find imagination works really, really well to open people up to energy. Okay. Now, we're going to do a release prayer. We're going to say it out loud. I find that saying it out loud works much better. It allows people to fully feel their intention, to feel in alignment, to feel like, you know what, I'm really doing this and I really mean it. This release prayer is about letting go of some of that clunkiness, those seed thoughts and soul contracts that we're talking about. It's based on your intention and your telling, your commanding, your guide team to help you with this. And they will absolutely do their beautiful, most perfect, they'll, they'll, they'll be wonderful in helping you do it. And we got to let them do their thing because they actually know more. But we're commanding, hey, we want to release. I'm ready to release this clunkiness. Everything that I'm ready to release, let's let go. Okay, so as we do this, I want you all to speak firmly Speak with beauty. We're not yelling. We're not overpowering. We're not screaming, get this out. You know, this is based on all that you've learned and what you've been hearing in your aha moments in the past hour. So what I want you to do is just mean it. A sense of power within. You know how Whitney Houston, Whitney Houston always sang, now this wasn't good for her singing, but um, she did sing beautifully, but it did hurt her throat. She always sang from the diaphragm. That's what I want you to do here when we're saying this release prayer. I want you to pray. I want you to really fully say it. Okay, here we go. Repeat after me out loud. As a conscious being of 100% pure light, I now release all seed thoughts and soul contracts and resulting discordant emotions for which I have experienced an aha moment today, including all that my guides have determined no longer serve me. I am aware that I may only release those energies for which I have learned the soul lessons and I welcome this newfound freedom. Please include all related spiritual attachments I have created as a result and clear my Akashic records, energy bodies, consciousness and unconsciousness. as I raise my vibration to the level perfectly aligned with my greatest and highest good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And so it is. 
Okay, so just sit for a moment with your eyes closed. And allow whatever is happening to happen. And there are a lot of things that can be happening right now. And when you feel ready, you can open your eyes. Hmm, wow. That was really cool. It is really cool. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel like uh I feel like something definitely um moved and, and I feel lighter. Yeah. Isn't wow, it that's weird? Incredibly powerful. <laughs> I mean, it's so simple but it was so powerful. You know, that's been my lesson just even over the past few weeks. Right. It doesn't have to be complicated. <laughs> We're getting messages over and over. Yeah. It's just, it is simple. Keep it's it right simple. Clear. <laughs> right. We just have to look. <laughs> so I just need to take a moment. I, I, I just... Because what happens, there's a lot of stuff that goes on for a lot of yeah. people, especially yeah. when we clear with a huge amount of people together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I just need to make sure that nobody's freaking out. <laughs> so a lot of people will feel a huge lighter, a big like a lightning coming over them and releasing. They'll feel heavy. They'll feel dizzy, spinny, like they're going to throw up for a moment. They'll feel happier. They'll feel um, emotional for a moment. I mean, their hands tingling. There's a lot that goes on. None of it is bad. All of it passes very, very quickly. It's just how you are choosing to release at that moment. Good. Yeah, that that felt like um, we we all got some space to be okay with yeah. whatever's showing up. Crazy stuff shows up. Some people, actually a lot of people will say they suddenly feel taller and like their neck is stretched and their posture is better. <laughs> and if you think about it, we just take all this energy on yeah. and in. So when you release it, it, it it's weird that so many people feel taller. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm 5'5". Five five. What the hell? <laughs> I was 5'2". <five> <laughs> I, I get that, though. It's like we, you know, it's like uh, it's like Atlas, you know, holding the world on his shoulders. I don't know if that's the right reference. Yeah. But, well, it uh, is, except it's okay. coming from within. But, yeah, yes. it, yeah, it is. I'm always amazed by the, I just still get a kick out of it. I, I'm a goofball. I just still think it's so cool, the change that it creates. <laughs> <clears throat> wow, this is cool. I, I almost feel like um, we just need a little bit more space to acclimatize to this new um, energy that we're in. Well, I, I like this. Any suggestions? There is. It takes a little while too. Mm-hmm. So the biggest amount that you feel that if you're in, the, and some people won't feel anything, and that doesn't mean it didn't work. I mean, right. Say it's just right. again, you're choosing to go through it without feeling anything. Totally fine. But it does. All right, three days. I'm hearing it's going to take three days for this mm-hmm. group as we go, for everybody listening. Uh, whenever they listen, it's three days for this to complete. Okay, so, that feels good. Okay, so we'll just be on yeah. the line here for three straight days. Right, in, there in you silence. go. No, and we'll keep talking about toenail clippings, and we'll have a great time. <laughs> this is really, really neat. Um, I, I actually feel um, um, it's interesting. It's like... Um, uh, my mouth is is actually not working right now. I feel like I've been I'm drunk or something. Like there's slurring mm. and it's fascinating. It's very helpful. So thank you, Danielle, for um, an interviewer making an interview interviewer slur now. Thank you for that. <laughs> I'm Excellent. so good at my job. Gosh, you're good. That's thank what I came you. here to do. Right. And now I've just set <laughs> up a pass. new soul. I've just set up a new soul contract of judge. No, I'm just kidding. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> okay, this but that is, is good. actually one of the other things that happens: giggliness, lightness, right. just right. like a feeling of elation. You yeah. know, you've been holding all this stuff for so long. Most of these people started the systems at like one or two or three years old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's nice when you have an aha moment, and you can release some of that. Mm. Good. Yeah, it's really good stuff. Wow, thank you very much for that. So, 
uh, you know, I, I have a question about how you got into this, and I want to talk a little bit about the animal, animal communicator because I know so many people are curious about that. So how did you come into this content? This is really interesting. And, and, and how, <laughs> tell me a little bit more about animal communication. Okay, they're together. Those two questions are together because, the, yeah, that makes sense. Ah, okay, well, there you go. <laughs> you must be psychic. And I think I'm more All psychic right. after that process that we just did. Right, how good you are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I, um, this wasn't, this wasn't what I planned on doing with my life. <laughs> I had planned on being a, a writer, and then I planned on, um, I got my MBA, and I planned on going, you know, down that road and being all corporate and everything. And I wasn't really that happy doing that, but that was the plan. And then my dog got sick, and um, we couldn't, we couldn't get her better. We had, we were up to like four thousand dollars at the vet, and and my husband and I were pretty young at the time. It was really, really taxing for us to pay for it. We were just, it was hard. We didn't know what we were going to do. And I saw a friend, and um, the friend said there was a pet psychic in town. And I immediately jumped at the chance to go and meet with the pet psychic. I'd always wanted to meet a psychic or a pet psychic. or I'd always been interested in that stuff, but my um, family had said that wasn't okay. So I was steered away. And now from look it. at what you're doing. Oh my <laughs> I know. God. Don't tell me not to do it. <laughs> right. So I went smacked up. Right. I let go of all that. So I go see the pet psychic. I bring my husband. I bring my dog. It, it was a it was an hour long appointment with the pet psychic. But I I really only remember it was a long time ago. And the part that mattered was the very first part. And he looked at her, he looked at my husband, he looked at me, you know, we're kind of, my husband, he's a scientist, so he was kind of like, what are we doing, Danielle? And I didn't know really what we were doing, and he goes, okay, well, she's very sick because she ate corn cobs, and she ate the corn cobs because she's anxious, and she's anxious because you and your husband have been fighting about your mother. And... Wow. He was right. I know. He was right. That's the crazy thing. And I'd never been around any of this. Picture I'm going going to grad school. Like, I'm not in this world at all. Wasn't doing any real looking. In fact, was doing a lot of not looking. And in that moment, that's all he had to say. And I knew I could do this. I've been doing this my whole life. This is totally what I'm supposed to do with my life. And I immediately took a class in animal communication. We did get her better, by the way. She did get better. (laughs) And she did pass the corn cobs. But then I took a class in animal communication, and really within probably just a few weeks, I started a business in animal communication. And I... um, I thought, this is great. I'm going to be an animal communicator. I'm going to leave the MBA world. This is, okay, here I go. And my family is not on board <laughs> at all. Yeah. My dad had, like worked at the same company for 30 years. He worked his way up, and he got way high up, but didn't understand why would I leave all this corporate stuff to do work for myself. And um, so I immediately opened my business, tried to become comfortable with being an animal communicator, kept working in the corporate world for a while. But the animals started telling me things that I didn't want to hear. Has that that ever happened to you when you're getting intuitive information and you're going, I don't want to go there. I'm not doing that. I'm not saying that. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, it's never happened to me either. It totally happened to me. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Well, so that's what's happening. So here I am trying to communicate with these animals telepathically and have them tell me about their bed or their food or their teeth. And they're saying, well, you know, I'm barking like this because Sally is overworking at work and she doesn't know how to take care of herself. And I'm going, you want me to tell Sally that she needs to work less hours? <laughs> You're a dog. <laughs> you know, I didn't understand it at first. I, I felt like that was inappropriate. Right. And some of the humans were okay with it, and some of the humans were not. But as I embraced it and said, okay, this is the information I'm getting. Mm-hmm. I 
was able to tell the humans, and the humans started making changes. And the changes started making the animals happier. And this made everybody happier. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll start doing that. And, of course, the animals were calling it animal soul contracts. So I kind of embraced that, and I was, I was good with that for a little bit. And I said, okay, I'm going to be an animal soul contract animal communicator. That's what I am. And then it changed again. And the animals started <laughs> saying, okay, I've got this soul contract with Sally. Now you need to go and work on Sally's soul contract around taking care of herself. And again, I rejected that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really didn't want to do it. But once I embraced it, which took a little while, once I embraced it, um, I got a lot of information about soul contracts, how they work, how to help people. So all of this content came from the work, from doing mm-hmm. it with people, from animals telling me where to go, from the, the humans making changes and, and following the system. It, it really developed right out of doing it. Wow, so the animals gave you this gift. Yeah. That's Isn't, so cool. And don't I sound like a crazy person kind of saying that? Not, not on Healing with the Masters. Again. Right. <laughs> I know you fit right in, in my here. my family. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they really did give it to me. And boy, they pushed and put. So talk about clunkiness. Yeah. <laughs> when, I, when they're telling me to do stuff and I'm saying no, it got clunkier and clunkier and clunkier until I finally right. had to listen. Wow. Fascinating. I mean, they meaning the the um, animals, and you were saying no yeah. to the animals, and it got clunkier until you said, because this is your gift. This is what you came here to play with. Um, yeah. So, so I, I'm I'm curious about the animal piece. You know, um, I um, would think that some people might misinterpret that animals are somehow subservient because they're so there for us, and that's not true, is it? Oh, such a great question. When I teach people to communicate with animals, I actually teach people that animals are our teachers, for real. Like, they're really our teachers. So what I've found in my work with animals is that um, animals have mastered unconditional love. Clearly, mm-hmm. as humans, we have not. We're right. working on it. Right. <laughs> you know, that's kind of the main thing we're all working on. Right, but our animals, animals do not, with, they don't withhold from us because they're no. not. <laughs> Right. (laughs) They got it. They got that whole lesson down. So they're actually contracted as animals, as animal souls in general, to help human souls, to service human souls and teach us. But that doesn't mean they're below us. That actually means they really are our teachers. That's why so many humans open up by getting a dog. You know, I have a good friend where he was more, his heart was more closed down, and when he let a dog into his life, he's a completely different person now, more open, mm-hmm. more loving, more mm-hmm. generous, because that dog opened and showed him how mm-hmm. to have unconditional love in his heart. So I, I understand so many people, when I say animals are in service, mm-hmm. they chose to be in service, but yeah. it's not in service like a servant, right. it's in service like a teacher. Uh, it's coming right, from a very different right. place. So when we change, when we um, deconstruct and play with and release and repattern and realign our these soul contracts that we we made through you know traumas and events happen that that happen in our life, do our animals change as well? Oh yeah, that's the coolest thing. So anxious dog as we work on this soul contract and this seed thought as we're shifting, they're shifting as well because they're responding to our growth. And is is their illness um, simply one of those clunky moments that we've ignored? Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Yep. Their illness can be, hey, look at this piece, look at this piece, look at this piece, and then the illness shows up as, all right, here's something for you to learn. Now, the weird thing about that, the hard thing about that is animals don't have the same view on their passing as we do. So sometimes the passing of an animal is the clunkiness that we need to finally deal with one of our soul contracts. Animals, on the other hand, are like, cool, I'm doing my part, I'm helping my human, I'm moving on to the next level. I've never had an animal say I'm sad about passing, ever, or it was an accident. But is is there a part that, I mean... Okay, so that's the service part, and regardless of of any changes we might have made, that likely still would have happened because that's part of of yep. of our journey. So, so we don't have yes. to blame ourselves for the passing of our animals because we didn't get no. it. 
Okay. No, there's a lot of people who are like, well, if I have an animal soul contract with my dog and when I become less anxious or when I finally feel good about myself, I don't want to do that because then he might go away. Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just they'll say that, but that's just the way it works. We all yeah. pass. We all yeah. move on. We all grow. We're not getting out of here alive. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's going to happen one yeah. way or another. Do you yeah. want it to happen for wonderful, amazing, lovely reasons where you feel like, wow, I really gained wonderful stuff? Or out of, okay, now he has to, there's just, you want to take advantage of it. You want to take advantage of everything this animal's offering. Didn't last year you had a, uh, did you lose your dog? Was it last year? I didn't. I almost did. And that that was a pretty difficult time, but she's still around. We actually keep looking at her like, she's she's fine, she's here. But the interesting part about that was I wrote about it, Mm -hmm. um, and people read what I wrote, and what I wrote actually ended up kind of helping other people's clunkiness. It was one of the, it was one of the, it helped other people leave, release that clunky energy around it. So you, the, your dog was not only serving your path, but your path as teacher serving others. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's a lot. I always work. I always worry. Is it, is it too much work for you? And they, they both always say, No, we love doing this. You know, it's recently, part of why I, they're here. I recently told my cat that, they, that he can ta- stop taking on my health issues. Is, is that okay? Mm-hmm. Like, let's play together. Let's you know, please teach me, but. You know, I I got it that these health issues are here for me. That that and I'm I'm really playing full out with them. I'm really changing, and you don't have to take them on anymore. Was that okay for me to say to him? Yeah. Do you think it's going to work? Uh, probably not. <laughs> no, because there's something you're supposed to learn by your health issues and by him taking on your health issues. So when you learn that piece, it'll totally change. Okay. Okay. Got it. All right. So that underlying still, energy. Still a little work to do there. Yay! Yeah. We, we all do. <laughs> Would I be crying in CrossFit if I didn't still have work to do? <laughs> so I do. I, I, trainers. <laughs> I yeah. do have another question for you. I'd love to find out a little bit more. My final question for you today, Danielle, is. <laughs> I have no idea what you're going to ask. <laughs> I don't either, and, and you've probably never been asked this before. But I got this question um, um, before we even met here today to ask you. So, and I don't even know if you have the answer. But what about lineage? What about ancestry? How does that play in here? Or, or DNA? Smarty. You're a smarty. Okay. Smarty. You are a smarty. Okay. So there is something called DNA soul contracts. And they're not exactly DNA. They're more, more appropriately, they would be called soul family soul contracts. But what yeah. happens is as you go through, and you work on your soul contracts, and you work on learning the soul lessons and releasing those seed thoughts. As you do that work, if there is a DNA soul contract involved, as you do that work, the, let's call it the energy from you doing that work becomes available to others in your soul family where they could then use that energy to work on that same challenge that same soul lesson if they so chose wow did that make sense we can change our whole lineage if our lineage chooses if they choose yeah it's all free it's a world of free will (laughs) got it right like i can't go oh wait i released this seat oh look it's going all the way back you know everybody has to want to learn that soul lesson but it's like the energy of me doing that frees and eases it up so that others can more easily do it. Not just backward, if but they forward. Choose. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it could be for our children, too. It, yeah, if they choose to do it. Yeah. If they choose to do it. Yeah. Cool. But I and find that it's not in every, the, the DNA soul contract is not with every single seed thought or every single soul. Okay. Lesson. It's not okay. everywhere. But it is, it's, it's popular, but it's funny that you ask that because I don't talk about it very much. Uh, uh, so that there there are um, uh, core ones that are part of our lineage, and most of them are just simply our soul for this lifetime. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we chose our yeah. lineage for, for likely those nuggets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's lineage. So it's lineage. It can be lineage of my mom, my dad, my grandpa, but what I find is more often it's 
more encompassing than that. It's my soul family. It's the souls that I keep reincarnating with. And usually those oh, I see. include mom and dad, but it's more than that. It's bigger. Oh, I see. So it could be, uh, you know, relations, husbands, friends, bosses. Yeah. The, that's important. our soul yeah. family. Okay, the important yeah. folks that have a big influence on our, that's the soul family. Yeah, or who have had a big influence at some point in our lifetimes. Right, yeah. right. So it's okay. even bigger than DNA, which is why I'm saying DNA is a little limiting. <laughs> right. <laughs> which is kind of a funny thing to say. It's a little limiting. It's bigger than that, but that's the that's the word I got to go with it, which was oh, DNA cool. contract. Wow, very, very cool. Um, so uh, this is a really um, concise and wonderful system. I love this, that, that we are able to really – See, it's it's almost like there's a new language of possibility that we are able to no longer feel like I, I'm not a big fan of stuck. I don't think there's any such thing really as stuck. I think there's just, um, you know, we we just feel stuck. We're not stuck. We yeah, might, just it's challenging. It's impossible to be stuck. <laughs> we can't be stuck. We're we're divine beings of light, right? We're souls on a journey. There's no stuck. There's just a perception. But but I think yeah. this kind of gives us a language to unstick ourselves so to speak. We can now... Or to rediscover, to see what's in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a new frame of reference. I love this. It's, and it and it's so much lighter. This Yay. is fun, Danielle. Nice, nice yeah. work. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us and being part of our season this year. It's a really cool season that is um, offering some really unique insights, something that a lot of stuff we've never heard before, and this is another wonderful contribution to that. So uh, thank you for your work in the world, and thank you to all the animals who pushed uh, Danielle <laughs> to hear this work that she could then guide us, those beautiful animals who are just so such powerful teachers for us. So uh, thank you, honey, and uh, thanks everyone in our beautiful Healing with the Masters community. Uh, I'm so honored to play with you every every week, and and just remember that each one of these shows is here to guide you to what's next. Each one has an energetic support and, and is really answering the, if you're listening, it's answering something for you. Um, some of the calls will be bigger, some will be smaller, but just trust whatever you're receiving. Uh, I love you guys. Thank you all so very much. Until next time, bye. <laughs> And remember, if you'd like to join us for any of our live shows, just register absolutely free at hwtmpodcast.com. That's H-W-T-M as in Healing with the Masters, podcast.com. Come and join us. Just register for the current live season. <laughs>